Hi, my name is Paula. I'm a grateful, recovering, compulsive overeater and um, grateful to be speaking at this meeting. Thank you very much, Lorraine. I have um, a little nervous, and uh, so I have to turn all of this over to my higher power. I, in this, well, first of all, qualification. Um, my highest weight was, I guess, a little over 300 pounds. When I got to 300, I didn't weigh anymore because I didn't want to see the needle go, you know, over that. It would have to go then to zero and five and ten, all that. So I, but I know I, I don't know, maybe gain a little more than that. So, um, I grew up being chubby. I grew up, um, I discovered once I came into these rooms that I actually um, grew up being molested, sexually molested, I as a, as a toddler. And um, I had, other than, other than that, um, an okay childhood, but I was always overweight. And I remember, you know, um, being on restricted with food, and my other sisters weren't. I was in a household with I was the second of four girls. Uh, both my parents were obese, and so I can remember in uh, grade school being uh, put on diets with them. And from everything from um, the AIDS candy thing to cottage cheese diets, cabbage diets, whatever the thing was. Um, And then um, when I was in high school, um, diet pills were prescribed, amphetamines of what what it really was, but I I really took to those and was able to lose weight. When I went to college, uh, by the time I was my second year in college, I was, I guess, what I would call regular size, but I took amphetamines, and I, uh, it made me lose weight. It made me really speedy in a lot of things. Um, and the problem was that I began to need more and more for it to work. Um, I think the fortunate part was that I got involved with a lot of activities and, uh, you know, did a a lot of activities and so dancing and and other things so that um I I did other things and didn't have time to eat in college and I think that's what uh kept me from taking too many pills. Uh by the time I was in my twenties I began to just regain weight again. And um by the time I know that by the time I was uh Toward the end of my 20s, I was around 270, and I had um, my gallbladder removed uh, because of um, the eating and eating and eating. And uh, I remember going to the hospital a couple of times just in pain, and I was told there were certain things I couldn't eat, but I couldn't stop doing it. So eventually, they just removed my gallbladder. Um, I thought after that, things would be different. 
I would eat differently, but I couldn't. You know, that I really had that compulsion to eat. I was compelled that if I started eating a loaf of a certain food, it was like I couldn't stop. I had to finish the whole loaf. And so all day long, I would go back to it and back to it, back to it. I, you know, it's amazing to me when I look back at the things I ate because I had to keep eating them until they, the boxes were empty, the bags were empty, anything. And um, I um, wasn't, you know, I started eating because I wanted it and I craved it. By the time I would finish, by the end of the day, you know, I was stuffed, bloated, hurting. And I said, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Tomorrow I'm going to. And I had years of, days of, tomorrow I'm going to. And then it was, well, Monday. You know, I'll go on and I'll binge. I didn't call it binging. I just, I'll eat what I call normally. But Monday I'm going on a diet. And it's usually by the end of Monday that I would remember and go, oh, I forgot. I was going to, okay, next Monday. So anyway, it was desperate. You know, I was desperate. Uh, meanwhile, I uh, did well in my career, and yet I thought I was a fraud because I was a, I was a, a therapist. Um, ended up at, at a young age running agencies. And I thought I was a fraud because I was telling other people how to help their children, how to, you know, work with their lives, and I couldn't do it myself. And I felt like, well, everybody can see. They they can look at me and see I had no control. And so I was just, I felt shame. I felt embarrassment. And I kept eating to cover it up. So fast forward, I by the time that... Um, I was, well, first of all, I had breast cancer in my 30s, and it was the late 30s, and one of the things I was told, it was because of the overweight that contributed to it. Um, I had a lumpectomy, I had radiation, chemo, and that's when I said, okay, now I'm going to do different, because I was told by the doctors, you know, um, you need to eat differently you know, so that you can make sure the cancer doesn't come back. And I so wanted to live. I so wanted to eat differently, and I couldn't. Again, you know, for a while, I'd go on a diet. I'd do it for a while, but then the compulsion was there, and I was miserable inside because I kept thinking, you know, I'm going to kill myself. I couldn't stop. And believe me, I tried all the different diets they were to try. And I read all kinds of books, um, you know, on on releasing weight. And I read books on all kinds of books to help you, you know, um, save yourself, basically. <laughs> you know, those type of books. It didn't make any difference. I couldn't do it. So I came in, and, and also, um, I guess starting with my uh, 20s, because I was therapist, I also was in therapy. And um, I, the last, um, I think, commercial diet I went on, I was in my, um, I was 40, uh, 39, hadn't reached 40 yet. And it was one of the, you know, fasting, liquid fasting. And uh, I did that. I became 
uh, pregnant while I was doing it. And I was told I had immediately stopped. I lost maybe about 40 pounds. I was doing real well on it. And one thing I discovered is when I didn't eat, I stopped craving after maybe a few weeks. I didn't have that craving. It was easy for me to do the liquid diet. But I became pregnant. They told me to immediately get off of it because I couldn't be on it while I was pregnant. And I couldn't stop eating. I started eating the first bite. And uh, I ended up having a topic pregnancy. And in my mind, I thought I killed my baby. I thought because I ate so much that it was my fault that, um, anyway, I was depressed, demoralized. And I heard my therapist tell me to go to, you know, she couldn't help me, but I needed to go to OA for the weight loss. And it was the first time I heard about OA, although she told me she'd actually talked with me several times about it. But I guess it was the first time I wanted to hear. So I went to Oak, came into these rooms. And um, the biggest thing that was I, you know, that first meeting that I heard was, like there was a meeting of maybe half the people, what I called regular size, and about half of them um, had weight on them up to around, I think there was someone that's maybe about 450 pounds. So I thought, oh, the thin people are the guides for the other people. Uh, and as I listened to the meeting, they in that particular meeting, it was a 100-pounders meeting. At that time, I was living in San Francisco. And people went around and qualified um, in terms of how long they had been abstinent and how much weight they had released. And I was blown away because in all the different weight loss programs that I'm in, I never, you know, I never came across people that had lost 100 pounds or more and had kept it off. I mean, it was just amazing to me that that was possible. So I was hooked. And um, I was just um, fast forward. Some things happened and everything, but I'll just fast forward in that within... Um, year and a half, I was able to release about 100 and um, close to 150 pounds. And I, the promises began to come true. And the thing that happened is that I discovered my higher power. I believe my higher power was always there trying, trying to work with me, but I wouldn't, as I call it, tap into that source. And that's what I learned in OA. And I was able to discover my higher power who had my back no matter what and wanted me to live to my best potential no matter what, but had no judgment and was just always there for me. And with that, I was able to, one day at a time, and and the thing is, you know, when you weigh... 300 pounds, the idea of there's no way I can lose this. I've tried forever. I can't lose it. But I took in that concept of just today, I'm going to be abstinent. And my abstinence was one day at a time. And I was able to do it. And uh, it's just amazing. So for seven years, the, during that time, the promises began to came, come true. There were just a lot of things wonderful things that happened in my life. Um, 
I learned to save one day at a time, and we were able to buy uh, buy a house, buy a new house. I learned to um, do other things. I I thought in concepts of okay, I can start it, and if I had the willingness, my higher power will join me, and I'm able to do it. Um, and then I started getting busy. Um, we adopted two children. Um, which would have never happened if I hadn't been in this program. Um, And we moved to a place, got a new house, and kind of moved outside uh, San Francisco about an hour away. I got busy. Where we moved, there were no meetings. Um, And, you know, I felt like the drive was so long. And I relapsed. Slowly but surely, but the biggest thing that happened first is I stopped going to meetings, and I tried to do it on my own, and I couldn't, so I relapsed, and I relapsed for three years. Once I relapsed, I ended up gaining all the weight back, and that's when I hit the uh, little over 300 pounds, and I just, you know, I kept saying, I'm going to go back, I'm going to go back, but first I'm going to lose the weight. The pride got in the way. And believe it or not, I, I started using all those other weight loss programs that didn't work before, and I knew better. Finally, finally, after three years, um, and again, I won't go into all the events, but I was able to come back into these rooms. And I uh, came back February of 2000. And I've been abstinent one day at a time ever since. My abstinence initially was, you know, no sugar, no white flour. And little by little, I was able to release other things that weren't good for me to have. But the thing is that it was my higher power that I tapped into on a daily basis to help me, and it was working the steps. And the thing about working the steps, that's where I feel that a transformation happened with me, that the fear turned into courage, that the shame turned into acceptance. That's where the transformation happened. And over the years, I've done the steps Um, around a lot of things. I uh, originally, you know, when I first came into these rooms, the steps were all about the past and all the things. And probably the first three times I did steps, there was so much stuff um, that, you know, came up for me. And my fourth steps were around, you know, making amends, when I did my, the first time I did my steps, um, my father, my mother was no longer living. Five minute uh, reminder. Thank you very much. Um, my father had had a stroke, but I still did the, you know, the amends um, to them, even though they weren't able to be a part of that. But then I did steps as the years went on. Um, did steps around my husband. Um, the steps helped me accept, you know, my husband's just a wonderful person. I learned a lot of things by 
doing the steps, I learned a lot of things about me and uh, accepting and if people know that acceptance from the big book and that whole story. That was, you know, relationship with my husband and I. When I began to look at this chance more and let go of looking at the things that I didn't like, just amazing the difference. And when I began to see my part, then I was able to then ask for help in working with my part. I did the steps around my work, made a big difference in being in my interactions with my bosses, with other people, dealing with them on the basis of principles instead of personalities, and letting go of, you know, what I thought. Yeah, I had this stuff about people needed to act the way I thought they should act. (laughs) And doing the steps around work helped me let go of that so much that I can just be okay with people. And I did steps around my sisters. I Relationships, all relationships were hard for me. Doing the steps around my sisters, it's just amazing. I didn't, I didn't interact with them a lot. We'd come together for the holidays two times a year, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't know how to reach out to them. I had... Oh, what, envy, jealousy, inferiority, all those kind of things. But working the steps around them and then doing living amends is just amazing. Now, I mean, I love my sisters. Um, And fortunately, we're all, you know, on our own ways, healthy and thriving. My youngest sister is 68, and my oldest sister just turned 78, and, and I'm in the middle there. But the thing is that uh, just a wonderful relationship with them. I recently did the steps around aging because I would begin to see this fear come in my mind around, you know, my mind and aging and concern about, you know, what would happen, what's going to happen doing the steps around that because I'm powerless over aging. First of all, I'm grateful I am aging because <laughs> the alternative. Um, but also I'm powerless. But I have to trust my higher power is going to take care of me no matter what. And so it was just really good doing this, my steps around aging. And so I just want to end this with talking about my recovery right now, my recovery practices. I have action plans around spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional recovery. Um, The emotional recovery has to do with working the steps, using the tools. Mental recovery is, you know, my my thoughts. I, I abstain from negative thinking. I abstain from you know, saying negative things about myself, knowing that I'm human. So when I make mistakes, not putting myself down, but loving myself, being gentle with myself. And that has been an important recovery for me. Uh, Physical recovery, I exercise. I have, for my health, have, you know, I continue to have... um, different food plans, not so much different, but have had a change. As I got older, I couldn't eat as much food as when I was younger. As I 
um, for health reasons, let go of certain kind of foods so that I will maintain my health. And so my physical recovery has to do around the health, has to do with going to my doctor's appointments when I'm supposed to, and um, and I swim and, and do water aerobics. So keeping that up on a regular basis. And then my spiritual recovery, my practices in the morning, in the evening, throughout the day, turning into my higher power. And um, affirmations, uh, asking my higher power each day, I accept my portion for the day, whatever that is, food, whatever. And I ask my higher power to guide me in fulfilling my purpose for the day. Whatever Gentle reminder, is. time. Okay, thank you. So I, I guess that's a good place to stop. And uh, I'm grateful for this opportunity to practice my program. Thank you.